0: We are back for another episode of Love It There. Happy November, everybody. Hallie, how was was your Halloween?
1: Did you dress up as something fun? Yes, I did. I had two different costumes. Um, My first costume... Oh, yeah. I, like, forgot. I was Mater from Cars, and one of my good friends was Lightning McQueen, which I felt like that was pretty creative, but funny story I actually ran into like three girls at Roy's which is like the main bar at IU who are also dressed up as Mater and I like thought it was so funny and so I got like a picture with them so I have a picture of like all of the Maters together so it was funny. Was that is that like a TikTok
0: thing or something like how I would never have imagined somebody in college dressing up as Mater <laughs> So that surprises me.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not on TikTok, but Ellie, I think Ellie saw it on TikTok and that's okay. how she like, came up with the idea. But so many people that like, came up to me and Ellie and were like, oh my gosh, that is such a good idea. Like, that's so cute. So we got some compliments, but it wasn't as original as we had hoped. So
0: I like it. I think that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, it was funny. And then my second costume was so basic. I was like a flapper from the 1920s like a Gatsby girl yeah like great Gatsby mm-hmm. but so yeah Halloween Weekend was a blast per usual um now I'm feel like my life is in shambles because I <laughs> didn't get a single thing done all weekend but I'm paying the price now it's fine it was worth so it. worth it it was so senior year, worth it
0: senior year of college is yes year you just do it all Oh, exactly. So I hope everybody else had a great Halloween and you're getting ready to turn your clocks back this weekend. Not looking forward to
1: that. But uh, yeah. Okay, I have a question about that also because I feel like I've heard for the past like three times we've turned our clocks back that it's the last time we're doing this. Like this is the last time because like the laws are getting changed so, and I've heard that so many times.
0: Michigan voted to make daylight savings permanent, which means we wouldn't have turned our clocks back at all. We would just stay on this time zone we're at right now.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: they only agreed to do that if, like, all the other states in the Midwest also voted to pass that. And I don't know which state ruined it for everybody, but not everybody. Passed it, and so we were all going to all the Midwest states were going to be on different time zones. If some stayed on daylight savings and some didn't, yeah, so that's why okay, I was well, definitely need- spreading rumors. I was like, "This is the last year we're doing it." Yeah, or maybe like I maybe heard maybe it I from heard you. It. Oh, I was definitely the one spreading it, and I was like, "Maybe I should look that up to see if that's
1: actually true." And I was like, "Oh, that's what happened." I'm looking it up right now because I want to know which state I need to hate on. My
0: vote, I think it was probably Wisconsin because they're on a different time zone anyway. They're on Chicago time, I think.
1: 18 states have enacted legislation to stay on daylight savings times permanently, including Ohio. Okay, Michigan isn't even listed on here. Okay, well. We'll never know who it was, but
0: we're turning our clocks money's on the moral of the story yeah okay but anyways on to better news we got another review Uh, thank you people for listening and for supporting (laughs) us we it says uh, okay the title of the review so entertaining slash informative three exclamation points love this podcast so much so informative yet so entertaining Such great travel tips. I feel like I'm just talking to my besties in the car. So fun.
1: Ah, love that. Honestly, day made.
0: Oh, absolutely. Week made. We we live for this. Thank you so much. I know who you are. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for leaving us a review. Apple Podcasts, you can literally write out a review i think just on spotify you can just give the rating but give Mm -hmm. us a rating give us a review follow us so you don't miss miss an episode it really helps us so thanks guys
1: yes and if you missed part one make sure you go back and listen to that we had so much to say about london that We had to put it into two different parts. But for today's episode, we're going to move a little bit outside of London and talk about a few of the smaller towns that are good to travel to if you're in the area. So today we're going to talk about Windsor, Oxford, Henley, and Ascot. So we hope you enjoy part two on London, England.
0: All right, to start off, we're going to do a quick little geography lesson. So British and English or Britain and England and United Kingdom are not necessarily interchangeable terms. So there's two landmasses off the western coast of Europe. One is Great Britain and the other is Ireland. So England is a country within the island, the landmass of Great Britain as are Wales and Scotland. So those three countries make up the landmass of Great Britain and then the other landmass is Ireland and Northern Ireland which is a separate country and so when you take Northern Ireland and then the other landmass of Scotland, England Wales, that's considered the United Kingdom. I'm already are you following? Confused. Are you following? No. no. <laughs> It's gonna be easier if you look at a map. Basically, there's two land masses. The one is Great Britain, and that also is United Kingdom when you include Northern Ireland. Ireland is its own separate country.
1: Yes. I, so no, literally, no matter how many times people explain it to me, I I need to like look at a picture of it because yeah, I've had it explained to me so many times, and I still I'm just like I don't. I don't people
0: understand. of Scotland and people of Wales are British, but they're not English. Because what? And yes, because Great Britain includes England, Wales, and Scotland. Okay. And if you're from the United Kingdom, you could be from England, Wales, Scotland, or Northern Ireland.
1: Is Northern Ireland not the same as
0: Ireland? No, it's like on the same landmass as Ireland, but apparently it's like a separate country.
1: I really should know this having been there, but I remember like having this conversation with like the family that hosted me and was like, please explain because I was, I like couldn't follow. And they were like trying to map it out for me. And I was just like, okay. So it's like the little Russian
0: dolls, the one that's within another. So United Kingdom is the biggest, and then Great Britain, and then England.
1: So what is in Great Britain that's not in the United Kingdom? Or no, no, no. What is in the United Kingdom that's not in Great Britain?
0: Northern Ireland. And then what... We'll just have to show a picture, but
1: I I thought this
0: would be helpful, but I think this is probably confusing people more.
1: It's confusing me more. I'm going to be honest. All
0: right. Well, we can move on. Everything we're talking about today is in England, so
1: English or British
0: can apply. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. Okay. So the first town moving right along the first town we're going to talk about is windsor which we mentioned in the last episode i did not go here but hallie spent some time here so she's got a lot to talk about she loved it there
1: yes i love windsor it was super cute so we talked about it in part one because it's the it's where like windsor castle is so it's where part of the royal family lives. They moved there after COVID out of Buckingham Palace. So now they usually are in there. When I was there, it was two summers ago. So it was when the queen was still alive and I was told by my friend that lives in England that Windsor Castle was the queen's favorite place to be. And so whenever the queen was in Windsor Castle, they have this special flag that they like fly there so that like everybody knows that the queen is in the castle. And I just thought that was like so cool. The flag is called like the royal standard flag and i'll post a picture of it on the instagram because obviously it was up when i was there and so everybody was like oh my gosh the queen is here it was so fun yeah windsor castle has a ton of history and so does like the entire town of windsor in general but basically the castle is like situated right in the middle of the town like you walk on the main street and it's just like walls around this giant castle and then from out front of the castle is something that they call the Long Walk. Basically, it's this 2.6 mile long path that goes straight out in front of the castle down this long grass, like, flat road. And then it ends at the top of a hill where there's this, like, copper horse statue. And basically, the statue was built by King George the Fourth to represent his father King George III so the statue is of King George III on horseback pointing towards his favorite home which was Windsor Castle and so now it's this like monument thing that like people do that when they're visiting the castle they'll do like the long walk I guess to like honor the previous kings or maybe just because it's like a fun way to get exercise (laughs) I don't really know so the path goes
0: from the path the goes from the castle to this horse
1: statue. Yes. But the okay. horse statue is like on this hill and it is 2.6 miles of like nothing between the castle and the hill. So you okay. can see like a whole view of like Windsor basically. I personally did not do it. But when I was there, there were a lot of people like walking on the path, just like getting their exercise, taking the long walk. So it was just something cool. Yeah. And then, like I said, Windsor is just like a super cute little town. So there's lots of shops, lots of restaurants. Another fun fact is that Harry and Meghan Markle got married at Windsor. So I actually did not know that.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's because most of them, like most of the royal weddings happened at Westminster Abbey, which we talked about last time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, Harry and Meghan just have to be a little different. So they decided to get married at Windsor Castle. Had to stand out and yes. get married in Windsor.
1: Yeah. And Queen Elizabeth, like I said, it was her favorite home. And she was actually buried at Windsor Castle as well.
0: Okay. And then didn't you go to a school that's in Windsor?
1: Yes. So Eton, which is like, okay, basically there's two main private schools in England, but it's confusing because the schools that they pay for are their public schools. So it's like reversed in England versus America. So their public schools are the ones you have to pay for to go there. Their private schools are the same as our public schools. So it's huh. flipped. It okay. makes no sense.
0: Yeah. But are that are the private schools better still or the the ones
1: the ones that you have to pay for are better. Yes.
0: Okay. So but they're
1: considered public.
0: Okay. Well, I'll let you get to this and then I'll ask my question.
1: Yeah. So there's two like highly prestigious public schools in England and those are Harrow and Eton. They're all boys schools, but they have a ton of history and they're super old and it's where Tons of famous English politicians and members of the royal family went to school and basically it was originally made to teach boys how to run the English empire. So if you're if you sent your son there, you were expecting them to be a prominent member of English society and they were going to learn how to rule the country and rule the world. Now it's more considered how to run like a business empire. So it teaches Mm boys had to be international businessmen in like the modern business world so it's changed a little bit but it's still considered to be like very prestigious to go there but Eton was the one that is in Windsor and it was just so interesting to see and it looked completely different than anything any kind of school I'd ever seen in the U.S.
0: Just the way the building looked
1: I mean, yeah, everything's obviously, like, super old. And so all the buildings are, like, so historical and so beautiful. And it's, like, set up, like, a college campus. So there's, like, dorms. And then there's, like, it's, like, your average boarding school. Also, all I have a video of this because I I was, like, being such a creeper and, like, recording <laughs> all the students, like, walking by. But oh, my gosh. No, because <laughs> they have to wear cloaks like they do in Harry Potter. Like, I literally felt like I was walking on the campus of Hogwarts because there were just all these boys walking around like carrying their books and their black cloaks. like walking Yeah, to the and front it was class. summer when you went. Or and like, it was middle of, when did yeah. I go? July. It was like yeah. beginning of July. Yeah, it, it Hogwarts. was the most bizarre the thing. Hogwarts. Yeah, it was so cool. But basically these two schools have like a huge rivalry between them. Um, they're both like super expensive. They're like, 45 to 50,000 pounds a year to like go to these schools which is yeah. I mean like basically American college but right. like I said a lot of famous people went to these schools so like Winston Churchill went to Harrow and then Eton is where Prince Harry and William both went um Boris Johnson like the old prime minister went there mm-hmm. and also Eddie Redmayne oh best actor him. ever I yeah, love Eddie He Redmayne. also went to Eton. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, I was going to ask, I was confusing myself because I was going to ask like, okay, well why did all, like why did Prince William and Harry go to these public schools? But then I forgot the public schools are the ones you pay for and those are the ones that are better. So that's why I was yeah. just confused. But okay, that makes sense. So they went to the more prestigious like ones you have to yes. pay for, but they're just yeah. called public schools.
1: Yeah. Okay. Which is just like why I don't yeah. understand. Confusing. But, yeah. And then yeah, I said there's like a huge rivalry between the two schools and there's this like giant cricket match between the two schools each year, which I just think is so funny because for some reason I didn't realize that cricket was so big in England. But it was huge there. Like we were driving around and there were these like pickup cricket games like happening like all the time that we would like drive by. And it was like pickleball. The (laughs) English pickleball. No, <laughs> it's like not. It's like the English version of baseball. Like uh, it was okay. just like everywhere.
0: Yeah. It's like not similar to pickleball at all. <laughs> no, I was just thinking that it's just like you drive around and see everybody playing pickleball. Like I feel like that's how it is here. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So weren't there some scenes from Harry Potter that were filmed at like Eton or some of these schools? If we if you miss our Part one, we talked about like the Harry Potter scenes that were filmed in London, like downtown London. But I'm pretty sure there were some that were filmed in these schools, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I know the scene where they're like learning how to do Wingardium Leviosa. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Perfect. Yeah. That scene was shot at Harrow in like a classroom building at Harrow. There's none that I know of that were filmed at Eton. but. There's also a lot that were filmed at Oxford University, which I also went to. So there's Oxford's, I don't know how to say this, Bodleian, I'm assuming. Bodleian Library, which dates all the way back from the 17th century. It's like the second oldest library in England. And that's what they used to film the scenes in the restricted section in the Hogwarts Library. Cool. So that was really cool. And then... Literally right across the hall from that is the Bodleian's Divinity School, which is where they filmed the infirmary. That's like where the Hogwarts infirmary is, is in that room. And I didn't go into the library, but I went into the infirmary because it was so sad. All the tickets to go into the library were sold out when I got there. So I could only go into the infirmary, but it was still really cool. I was glad I at least got to see one. Yeah. And then also the infirmary is also the same place that they filmed when McGonagall was like teaching them how to dance before the Yule Ball oh that's such I don't a know funny if you scene. remember that oh yeah of course I do of course I do okay well I feel like it's like a very particular scene but no it was it's also so funny because that's when
0: they're all awkward and they like McGonagall makes Ron dance with her and he, he she's like yeah. put your hand on my waist and he's like where
1: it's <laughs> so funny Yeah, so sorry to all our non-Harry Potter fans out there. We're bringing it up again, but it's iconic. It needs to be talked about.
0: So iconic.
1: So yeah, so that was like really cool to see. That was honestly one of the highlights of my trip to England for sure.
0: So the library, so you have to like pay, buy tickets to go in this library. So is it not used as an actual library anymore for like the students at Oxford?
1: It is, but you can only go into like the certain section of it that was okay. like filmed. okay. Um, gotcha for the movie. So that's like blocked off for tourists, but then like the rest of the library is like used for normal students.
0: Okay. What else did you see at Oxford?
1: Oxford was so fun. Basically, I went there by myself. It was like a little solo travel adventure for me, which I had never done before. She's and an independent girl. Yeah, it was so freeing. Like, I just felt like such a boss. Like, I traveled there by myself on the train, had to, like, get off at multiple train stations and, like, jump onto other trains, which we'll talk about later. And I, like, got there all by myself. And then I was, like, got there and I got breakfast on my own and, like, brought my book. And I was just, like, reading my book and felt like such a main character. Such a main character moment. It was just so fun. So, basically, I just walked around looked at all the beautiful different buildings on campus Uh, most of the time I really had no idea what I was looking at but the architecture was just so beautiful like everywhere that it was just fun to just like stumble upon different things and be like oh this is pretty oh this is pretty um something that was really cool there was they call it punting and basically it looks like a gondola like what you picture in like Venice with those like people on the little boats that like Paddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So it looked just like that, but instead of like using an oar to like push the water, they use this like stick that pushes against the ground. So, like, the water in the river there is really shallow. Okay. And so they just like push off the ground and it's called punting and it's hmm. like known in Oxford as, as like, like a leisure activity or what? I don't, yeah, I guess. Like, you can do it as a leisure activity or you can like pay somebody to just like
0: Oh, okay take to take you, you on. Around. Like a little
1: on a little ride. Yeah. That's fun. But yeah, I personally didn't do it because I was there by myself. So I wasn't just gonna like have Not someone quite the main
0: character energy that you were looking for.
1: No. I was having my own little tourist time, but I wasn't gonna do that. Yeah. And it's a pretty easy trip to make from London. It was only about like an hour train ride. So I would highly recommend going to see the campus it was just like really cool like the university obviously has so much history Mm -hmm. there was like um a really big museum that I went into there and walked around and it was really pretty also I was like walking in this park and there were like classes going on like in the park Like this guy, the professor had his like whiteboard set up. It was like on wheels and he like wheeled his whiteboard out there. And all the students were just like sitting in the grass, like listening to him teach. And I just like was walking by and I was like, this is so cool.
0: That's amazing. Okay, so moving on to another one of the small towns that's outside of London is Henley. So Hal, what can you tell us about Henley?
1: Henley is probably most well known for... An event that they have every summer called the henley royal regatta so i could talk about this so much this was like one of my favorite days ever it was so cool basically it's a rowing race that happens every year and it's very well known in the rowing community but also like very well known in england in general it's like a pretty big deal and basically, it's a six-day-long event. So it goes from Tuesday to Sunday, and it always ends the first weekend of July. It's uh, it's in a town called Henley, like you said, on the Thames River, which goes all the way into London. But where Henley is, it's about an hour or so outside of London. And this regatta has tons of history. It started in 1839, 1839. And it's also the location of the 1948 Olympics for all the rowing and canoeing events. So that's just like a fun little fact there too. Um, Basically the way it works is the races are all two boats against each other. So it's in like a knockout format. So it's a super narrow river. And so it's only wide enough for two boats to go side by side. And so it's whoever finishes first moves on. And if you don't win, you're out. And then it just, like, keeps going until you get to the championship. Wow. And so it's super cool and exciting to watch. And everybody – I mean, this is a huge event. Like, people are everywhere. Just all along this river, people bring stuff to picnic. And there's, like – I was going to say a tailgate, but it's, like, classy. Yeah. So I, it's I was gonna a say, tailgate. A classy tailgate. <laughs> yeah. And everybody – it gives like almost kentucky derby vibes like the way people dress like you have to dress like everybody wears blazers and like nice dresses and like all the women like almost all the women are in like heels even though you're like outside like on this like river like everybody is dressed to the nines like it's so classy so fun and it just like brings back like the connection to the history like you. When I was there, I felt like I was like transported back in time, right?
0: Oh, that's so the Victorian
1: era or something. I don't even know.
0: So these rowers are they professional rowers or who? It's who's
1: rowing. It goes from high school all the way up to like college and like national team level. Okay, so there's like different division there's a, yeah there's tons okay. of different divisions okay, there's cool. men's there's women's like yale was there when i was there i remember they wow. were there and maybe princeton
0: that's so cool so
1: yeah i mean crews come from all over the world there was australian crews there were chinese crews there were new zealand crews like it was really cool. that would be
0: so cool to see
1: yeah and like people get so into it like i don't know it was it was just like really cool and then the town of Henley also has like lots of different pubs and like things, restaurants and things to do. And so, like, after all the races, all of like the athletes go to like all the pubs. And so it was, it was cool to see. That,
0: yeah. That would be really, really fun. Yeah. To see that. You said it's every July. Yeah.
1: In July. It's like, okay. Yeah. End of June ends like beginning of July. Yeah. Depending yeah. on how the calendar falls. But it was, so nice like there was also this like carnival setup so there was this like huge like chair swing and like carnival games and there were like uh food vendors you could like get food and drinks and everybody was just hanging out and when I was there it ended up like it poured like it was super nice day, and then it started pouring. Oh no! And so we all are like in our rain ponchos, and like everybody's like hundle- huddled under this tent, and then people started playing like live music, and then everybody's just like crammed under this tent. Everybody's singing along. Like I have this core memory of the live band. They like start playing "Hey Jude" by the Beatles. You know, and. This. And everybody like starts singing along. I have a video of it. And it was just like, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't sound that cool when I'm explaining it. But to me, I just thought like that entire day, like the whole time, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is so cool. And so. No, that's such
0: a cool experience because that's different than anything you have experienced in your life. I mean, for those that don't know, Hallie did rowing for one year in college and but this is still so, such a unique experience for her to have seen and to see yeah. how big rowing is in other countries. And yeah, because just- well,
1: unless you live on like the East Coast or the West Coast, right? You're like, what even is rowing? Like, I don't even know. I've never heard of it. Never seen a rowing race or like, what's a regatta? Like, I don't even know. But in England. It is a huge deal. Like people take it so seriously. It is extremely well known. People talk about it a lot. Like if you're a good rower, that is a big deal. And so like I had experienced rowing in America, but then like going over there and seeing how seriously they take it and like how big of a deal it is to them. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, how, like,
0: the whole town, like, rallies behind it and makes yeah. it this huge event. That's really cool. I would love and just to see the fact stuff that. Like people that. travel from all
1: over the world to, like, be at this race is just, like, yeah. cool.
0: And honestly, I just love any kind of, like, competition. So it sounds like a cool, like, a very exciting format, the way it's, like, knockout format. Like, I feel like oh, I would, yeah. like, get so into
1: that. Oh, it's so exciting. I was, like, we were at this one, like, tailgate for my friend's like team that she used to be a part of. And they like had their own chance that they were saying. And so oh we're like joining gosh. in on the chance. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, but I love <laughs> it. And like just having the best time. Like it was so funny. That is so fun. If you happen to be in London during that very specific time of the year, it was so cool. Highly recommend. Just like a very cool cultural, cultural event to see. I feel like I, if I was going back to London
0: to spend more time there and be able to have time to go to all these little towns, I would like literally try to plan it around going there because I think that would be so cool to see the Henry oh yeah, regatta. yeah, yeah, it was so cool. Okay, so you mentioned your friend that you went to visit. She's from Ascot, right? Which is mm-hmm. another town. So okay, so what's Ascot known for? What'd you do there?
1: Yeah, so Ascot is known for a big horse race that happens every year it's usually around like mid-june and it's called royal ascot and it's basically london's equivalent of the kentucky derby so the main race royal ascot every year mid-june but there's also smaller races throughout the year so i wasn't there when royal ascot happened i was there like right after but one weekend that i was there there was like another small race And I remember I was like waiting to get on the train and everybody was coming in to Ascot for this race. And it was the same thing. Like everybody is just like so well dressed. Like anytime people in England go to like an exciting event, like they are decked out. Like the men are in full suits. The women are in like these Floor length gowns and like the cutest little heels. And I was just like standing there watching one person after the other coming off the train and just being like, what the heck is happening here? Like, this is crazy.
0: It's cool how, because that obviously is just like deep rooted culture and tradition mm-hmm. that you know, because back in the day, even people in the United States that went to like sporting events and things like that, they would dress up really nice as well. But somehow that just like didn't really stay. I mean, people obviously for the Kentucky Derby, that's like yeah kept that tradition. But I think there's just more in England and the UK where that tradition has been maintained where to these events they're just like dressed to the nines.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But we she lived like literally 400 meters away from the race course and so i would like get up in the mornings and we would like walk around the track because it's open to the public so people would like be out there like walking their dogs around the track and like people would be running out there like walking or so it was cool and it's just right in the middle of the town so like to get from her house to like downtown ascot we would have to like cross the horse track and there was like a bridge that went under the track Oh, and then no. we could get to the downtown.
0: Okay. Any other like little towns or anything that you went to
1: outside of London that you want to mention? Um, yes, we went shopping a couple other places. There was this huge like outlet mall that was called Bista Village. It is you'll see how it's spelled. It's spelled B-I-C E S T R, like Bicester, and they pronounce it Bista. Because it makes it's no like sense.
0: bister. It looks like, it, well, it looks like Bicester. Yeah. But they say But
1: they just bister. cut out entire sil- syllables of the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, it's this huge outlet mall. And when we were there, people <laughs> were walking around with suitcases. They would bring entire suitcases and fill up. And these were people from like, Oh, other they were countries
0: buying that much stuff because they that were buying that much it. stuff
1: <laughs> they they came from like different parts of the world came to this outlet mall to fill up their suitcases and then they would like fly home with all the stuff that they bought are the deals that good apparently like you didn't buy to me i can't remember i don't think oh i bought a mug a coffee <laughs> mug <laughs> That nice. was literally all I bought. I'm sure you got a great deal on that coffee mug. It it was really cute mug. But it said Oxford on it. It was an Oxford mug. And cute. so it was cute. But yeah, I was just like amazed at like the people. Well, they came from like the family that I was staying with. They were telling me like a lot of people come from like dubai and like that area because everything is like super expensive there okay. and then they come to england to get like luxury goods and they're way cheaper in england and they would literally just fill their suitcases up with them and then take them back to like dubai
0: so then are they like reselling them for a profit there
1: no i think they're just like wearing them
0: oh okay they're not i thought they were like buying like a bunch of the same thing like buying things in bulk or something
1: Maybe I wasn't. That's not, like, the impression that I got, but okay. that could be the case. Interesting. Know. But it was so weird. And then another really cute place that we went to is called Guildford, which is, like, an outdoor mall, like, shopping area. And it was so cute. It was cobblestone streets everywhere. So it felt just, like, so European. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even – I think I – Bought, like maybe a couple things but like we didn't even go there like for the shopping we just like went because it was so cute and we just yeah. wanted to like walk around so that's like another really cute place i took some like cute pictures there so i'll post those on the instagram so you guys can see the cute little cobblestone streets but yeah definitely go there too it was so so cute. is the town called guildford yes the town is called guildford it looks like such an old little like I don't even know how to describe it just an old little like Scottish town almost and so where is that so that's close to Ascot it's about a 30 minute drive from Ascot and probably about an hour outside of London
0: okay okay so we talked about like a lot of these places to go to if you're based in like if you're going to London for a trip and then you can do like maybe some little day trips elsewhere. But let's talk about like how to actually do that when it comes to like the London transportation system, which kind of gets a bad rap for being difficult to navigate. So what was your experience navigating the London public transport?
1: I would say I was so overwhelmed at first and thought it was really confusing once I figured it out I was like okay this makes sense it's just so large and there's so many different trains that you can take and so many different systems and so it's just like really confusing at first and overwhelming but the way I figured it out there's like a couple good apps that I ended up using that were Like the train line for trains and then the TFL app, which is for the tube, which is like what they call their subway. So, like the underground system in London. And I ended up like relying on those pretty heavily because it's just so extensive that I like needed someone to do it for me. But what do you know the names of the apps? Yeah. Do you know the names of the apps? Oh, train line for trains. Oh, train line was the name
0: of the app. Okay. Yeah. And And TFL. TFL Okay. Gotcha
1: the tube yeah
0: okay and you just like typed in like start and end destination and then it like told you which lines to get on and stuff like that and then did you pay through the app
1: no um you have to buy tickets separately okay and then I just did the at the train stations that I was like going to and then but the apps will tell you like which times to go and which trains to get on and off and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So maybe you can buy
1: through the app, but that's not what I did.
0: Okay. I so I this was like six ish years ago that I went, so I can't really remember too much about it. I remember it was confusing and we had to ask somebody for help when we first were taking the train or the tube but we ended up getting an oyster card which is five pounds to buy but then you preload money onto it and so you can just like tap your oyster card when you're going through these lines so that doesn't help you with knowing like which lines to get on or anything but it's convenient because you don't have to mess with like you know paying for each individual ticket you just have it already preloaded onto this card so i don't know i think if the apps which i I didn't hear this i feel like the apps maybe didn't exist back then i don't know back in the day six years
1: ago what were you using like your iphone 4
0: (laughs) yeah so the apps i'm sure there's got to be a way that you can pay through the app because that's how switzerland was you could pay through the app and you just typed in start and end destination and you bought it through the app and then it told you what to do which was super easy in switzerland so yeah i feel like the apps can make it way less daunting i'm sure yeah
1: the one thing that i remember just like stood out to me so much was the fact that like these train stations literally felt exactly like major airports Mm. because you get in them and you're like trying to find which platform your train is at and they have those like huge digital boards like the ones at airports that say like what gate your plane is at it was the exact same thing and I was like this is wild to me that I this feels exactly like an airport there's like restaurants and shops just like there are airports and like I don't know it was just so weird like these train stations are just massive and so many people go through them every day and it's just so different from how it is in the U.S. I mean it's similar to like in New York City right it's like the same thing but I don't know. To me that was just this little small town Indiana girl. It was a little shock to the system.
0: Yeah, I'm sure if you're yeah, live in like New York or something, the London transportation system is like a piece of cake, but Yeah. Yeah, we're not accustomed to public transport, so it's a bit That's of a shock.
1: Midwesterners. Yeah. But. Okay, was there anything else from your Where all did you did you go anywhere outside of London or were you just in Downtown no, we
0: pretty much just stayed right in downtown London. Oh, yeah. The other thing I was going to say about just like transportation, obviously, if like the cars are driving on the other, the opposite side of the street oh, yeah. as they are in the US. And so something like when you're like about to cross the street, you're used to looking left because oncoming traffic would be coming from your left. So you have to be really careful because people get in trouble when they look left and see no cars are coming and then they start walking, but the cars are coming from the right. So just make sure you're always looking right before you cross the street for oncoming traffic. So we've had a couple close calls where Jackson had to like stop me from getting hit by a car.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's so
0: foreign to do that, to look right while you're crossing the street.
1: The family that I was staying with, like the dad of that family, told me because he actually was born in the U.S. and but like they, he's lived in London like almost his whole life, and he so he told me he was like, make sure you like are looking the right way before you cross the street. And I'm I was just kind of like, oh yeah, like I know the cars drive on the other side of the road, like I'm gonna be aware, like I'm not dumb, like whatever. But it's literally just like muscle memory. Yeah, like I wouldn't literally. even like think about it. And I was just walking up to an intersection, looking left. And then I'm like, oh, we're good. And I had like a couple close calls too, even though I was like, I was like, oh, I'm aware of it. Like, I'll know. But
0: And even I was like, I would look right and see there's no one coming. And I still am like, I have to look left. I was like, I can't just like not. It just felt like you had to. It was so weird.
1: Yeah, it is weird. It's like not something that you would think about like being such like a reflex, but it is. Definitely. Yeah. What about food? Is there anything else you wanted to talk about with food? Yeah,
0: I know. I feel like we talk about food in all of our episodes and uh, we didn't really talk about it in London. So honestly, like the only, again, we were only there for a really short time and we were in college. So one of our meals literally was like a frozen pizza from a gas station that we ate in our Airbnb. So I didn't really get the true London cuisine experience that I would have liked Um, but we did make sure we got fish and chips and a beer from a pub we didn't do like a whole lot of research on like if this was like the best place to go it was pretty standard it was nothing crazy I'm sure there are better places to go for fish and chips but it was good if you like fried fish and french fries so
1: (laughs) you can't go wrong it's just a bunch of fried food I don't know how you wouldn't like it
0: right exactly but yeah. I know because Hallie, you obviously you're one of your college roommates was from England. So she's put you on some English snacks. And obviously you were like staying with their family. So you probably yeah. had more of like traditional like home cooked meals and stuff like that. So what was your experience with English food?
1: Well, I'll start with breakfast. One of the biggest shocks was my freshman year at college. And my friend from England is making breakfast in our dorm and you know, dorm breakfast, like you can't make much. So she's like making some toast, which was like pretty standard. Then she whips out a can of baked beans, okay, <laughs> and puts baked beans on her toast. And I'm like, no way am I seeing this right now. Like, what is happening? And she was like, Oh, like it's beans on toast. You you never <laughs> have beans on toast. I'm like, no what? And she was like, oh yeah, like this is so normal. Like I eat this all the time. Like this is just like such a classic British meal, which it is. Yeah. The
0: full English breakfast is like baked beans and toast toast and sausage and whatever else they have in the full English breakfast.
1: Had you heard of that before?
0: Yes, I have, but I don't like baked beans really. I choose not to eat those whenever they're served as like a side at like a cookout or so, you know like yeah. at a barbecue here I try not to eat those so I've never had like the full English breakfast with the baked beans because I personally don't like them but I definitely because you see that at like airports like when you land in like the Heathrow airport or the London airports like they have places that serve full English breakfast and so that's the yeah first I feel like that I had seen that
1: yeah, I mean, it was everywhere there. Like, every cafe you would go to, it was, like, beans on toast, beans on toast. Yeah. Like, this is weird. That's, like, avocado <laughs> toast, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: beans. Yeah, but with beans. Yeah. So that was the first thing. Another thing that I find so weird is that they don't refrigerate their eggs there. So, like, when you go to a grocery store, their eggs are just, like, stacked in, like, an aisle. <laughs> okay interesting yeah do they not do they actually not have to be refrigerated no they don't have to be refrigerated and i like asked her family about it and they were like if you are getting good eggs they shouldn't have to be refrigerated like the reason americans have to refrigerate our eggs is because i guess like they're not as high quality yeah and i mean it probably does keep it fresh
0: like yeah yeah it keeps it fresh longer yeah
1: yeah so, I don't know if that's true or if they just like told me that because they like wanted to feel superior. I need to like, I believe look that it, up. but I believe honestly, it. I like wasn't gonna question it. I was like, I mean, yeah, you're probably right, but right? Yeah, that was just like when I went to the grocery store, I was like um is this like allowed? why are your <laughs> eggs in the aisle like Ali's
0: calling the health department on the english <laughs> yes. Grocery stores
1: yes and my friend just laughed at me she was like yeah like you don't have to refrigerate them i was like what um okay last breakfast item crumpets oh have you ever had a crumpet i don't think so. i don't even know specifically what those are it kind of looks like an english muffin almost but okay. it's like thicker and like squishier almost. like okay. it's kind of a weird texture but there's like lots of like holes on the top of it and when you put like butter in it the butter like sinks into the crumpet and oh. so then when you like eat it like I would put like butter and then like jam but then yeah. when you eat it the butter is like inside of it Ooh, that sounds so good it's really good So that was like I had never had that, and then I had it there, and I was like obsessed with them, and I bought like a huge pack of them to take home because I thought they were so good. (laughs) Crumpets, like tea and crumpets. Yeah. Morning. Yeah. Oh, speaking of tea, though, another thing they do is um, digestive biscuits, which like the name itself sounds like something that you would be like prescribed if you have like irritable bowel syndrome or something, (laughs) but it's. Basically, just the name of these like graham cracker biscuits that like can be sometimes they're like covered in like chocolate or you can just like eat them plain. But they like dip them in hot tea, so then they like get like soft and melted, and then you like eat them. And yeah, those what, are actually what is really the good
0: too. Digestive? Like, why are they called digestive? Are they supposed I don't to be know. good? Are they high in fiber or something? That's actually a
1: good question. Why
0: I saw are... these on Instagram the other day, which I had never heard of them until. I met Millie and she, Hallie's friend Millie, who um, like put her on these digestive biscuits. I had never heard of them before, but then I literally recently just saw them on Instagram of like some other British girl like <laughs> eating her digestive biscuits.
1: Well, they're also used a lot in like baking there as like graham cracker crust. Oh, uh, okay. Like, use digestive biscuits. Um, okay. I just looked it up. The term digestive is derived from the belief that they had an acid properties around the time the biscuit was first introduced due to the use of sodium bicarbonate as an ingredient.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But that says believed too, so I don't think it yeah. actually well, do. well, sodium
0: bicarb is baking soda, I think. So, so many things yeah. have, you know, like cookies and baked goods have baking soda in them, but they're not actually like antacids. So it's a nice thought though.
1: So basically, I don't think they really help with it, but they were called that because they thought they would help. Right.
0: But really, they're just graham crackers. Yeah. It makes you feel better eating them maybe. Digestive yeah. biscuits. But yeah, I would love to go back and try some more traditional British foods like I would love to do, like, a full English breakfast just to do it, to say I did. And they're also, like, known to have, like, shepherd's pie, beef wellington, like, sticky toffee pudding. Like, I would love to – I feel like English cuisine is less talked about, but it's just, like, hearty and good. And yeah. I feel like – Yeah. Still
1: very different from, like, what we eat here.
0: Right. Yeah. So I'd love to go back and do, like, the full, full English food experience. So – Maybe yeah. Sometime. Okay, I think that's pretty much all we had lined out unless you have other thoughts or anything else we kind of missed. I don't think so. Okay. Perfect. Yay. Okay, so that was part two of our London episode. Um, just remember to go back and l- listen to part one if you missed that because that's like the main London stuff that we hit on. Thanks for hanging out with us for another episode. We love you guys so much. Again, don't forget to follow us leave us a review give us a rating share it with your friends we'd love to get the word out and have more people listen
1: exactly who wouldn't want to listen to us talk for an hour every week right (laughs) that's what i think
0: (laughs) all right thanks guys we'll catch you next thursday
1: see ya